What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the show that's all about Dunwoody. My name is Matt Weber. I'm a real estate agent with eXp Realty. I left Keller Williams and joined eXp at the beginning of April when the pandemic hit, and I've had some of the best months of my career. What makes eXp different is the entire brokerage is in the cloud, completely office-free. I don't have an office at all. They put all that money back into technology innovation for the agents. The agents own the brokerage, so everyone is working together in the best interest of the company. If you're an agent or thinking about getting into real estate, check out expdunwitty.com for more info. My co-host is Justin Dyke, founder and owner of pooldues.com. Ironically, one of our guests belongs to one of Justin's pools, so we get into that later in the podcast. Our sponsor is Brett Friedman, Village Orthodontics. Brett is as busy as ever. Seems like everyone is looking to get their teeth fixed while quarantining. If you don't want to uh, leave your house, though, Dr. Brett can do a quick Zoom meeting with you to discuss all of your options. The second sponsor of the podcast is our favorite Dunwoody brewery, Porter Brewing Q. Today being Friday, I'd suggest checking out their amazing fish fry. Um, that was something that they started at the beginning of April when the pandemic hit, and it's been a big hit since then. You can get a half pound of beer-battered fish, fries, slaw, and hush puppies for 13 bucks. Heck of a deal, and make sure you grab a growler of Ryan's special key lime seltzer while you're there. We had Eileen Schumann on the podcast a while back. She's a lot of fun. Eileen helped start the Dunwoody Bar Association, and she even asked us to come speak at one of their meetings, which was really cool. We had a fun time with that, discussing social media and podcasting and how lawyers can build their brand digitally. I put my part of the talk online at digital-mayor.com if you want to check it out. There's some suggested books that I've learned from and some ideas on you know how to help any small business build their brand. So Eileen works with her mom, Mona, who is also an attorney. They own Schumann & Schumann, a family law practice committed to guiding clients through matters of divorce and family law, custody, child support, alimony, division of property, that kind of stuff. A good friend of Eileen's is also in the family law game. Mindy Pillow is an attorney at Pillow Law. You may know that name because she's also running for DeKalb County Superior Court Judge in this election on this Tuesday, August 11th. We get into that a little bit at the end, but we really wanted to make this show about family law and how the pandemic has affected so many Dunwoody families. So here's our conversation with Eileen and Mindy from a few weeks ago at the Georgetown Rec Clubhouse. What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. So we're here with Melinda, Mindy, Pillow, <laughs> quotes, and Does anybody Eileen call Schumann? you Melin- yeah. Melinda? No, nobody. Does. No one calls me. But it's on all the like court pleadings and any official documents because that's my parents actually named me Melinda, knowing they wanted to call me Mindy. I'm not really sure why they didn't just name me Mindy, but I feel yeah. like now Justin and Matt are going to call you Melinda. Probably because you have said no one calls you Melinda. <laughs> it's pretty fancy. It's like I like Melinda. the Mindy Pillow. I like the name though. That's right. That's good. Well, I got the got the last name when I got the husband. Yeah. So. And Eileen Schumann, sorry I cut you off a minute ago. Mm-mm. She's been on the show before, so we don't yeah. need to yeah. <laughs> No old, introduction needed. Old news. Old Eileen, news. past pool, pool sponsor, thank you very much, over here at Georgetown, which is where we're broadcasting from now. In the in the newly renovated clubhouse with masks on. It was very nice. And they yeah. gave lots of compliments when they walked up at the huge deck. Yeah. You did yeah, a good right. job. Doing good. So let's talk family law a little bit. Um, are you seeing an uptick in divorces and things like that? I'm sure. We are. We... I think it's going to hit more when that, so the judicial, let me back up. We're still under a judicial emergency. 
Um, that Judge, Justice Melton, who's the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of Georgia, has put us under a judicial emergency starting March 14th. It has been extended um, now through July 13th. He has kind of loosened the restrictions every time. Now they've asked like cases kind of to move forward. But I don't know if we're not now that Kemp has issued his his new guidance. Um, I don't know that we're not going to see an extension of it. I do not think we'll see a jury trial until sometime in 2021. Whoa, wait a minute. So there haven't been any jury trials? Nope, since March. Holy cow. What, the, if you're, what if you're in lockup right now awaiting a trial? Like, so it's just extra jail time for you. That was one of the emergencies that he outlined five emergencies in the March 14th order. And that was one of them trying to get people in as soon as possible. But the problem is with juries is it's mandatory service. So if you get a jury summons, you can't say I'm not going because of the Rona. Right. Um, you have to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. Yeah. I'm out. I'm yeah. Like, done so you have to go and because it is mandated service they did not feel that jury they could pull people into jury duty and who has time to sit on a jury actually i was the four person on a murder trial a couple years ago which was a very interesting experience but older citizens are the ones who really have the time to sit on juries and they're medically some in some cases they're medically fragile and can't do it anyway and then you've got a court order saying you can go to jail if you don't show up so no jury trials. Yeah, I, time you, time wise, everybody's got lots of time. So what about just bringing them in on Zoom? Uh, the Texas, I don't know if y'all saw this, and you probably didn't because I'm a legal dork. Um, but Texas had their first jury trial on Zoom, and one of the jurors got up to take a phone call, and they couldn't get him back <laughs> because he couldn't hear the judge. He couldn't hear whatever. So they're like eleven boxes, like twelve boxes, and one's just empty uh, until they could get him back. I think that's the problem. Here's the other problem with jury trials or even what Eileen and I do, family law. When we're on Zoom and we are moving forward on Zoom, the problem is if you have a contentious divorce, you don't know that dad or mom doesn't have the kids sitting there out of the camera listening to the guardian testify, listening to mom and dad testify. You can't sequester witnesses. So that's part of the problem with it. But yeah, so I really don't think, I mean, Aline, do you disagree? So this is very controversial, what I'm about to say. I love doing divorce by Zoom. Mm. There are so many reasons why. Let me count the ways. Uh, One is if you have a difficult client, you're not forced to sit with them for eight hours. They have to be in their space and you get to be in your space. Two, losing connection, losing connection. (laughs) You get to be, you know, in your own office, which is so invaluable as opposed to having to do a trial and schlep all your stuff to the courthouse. You actually have everything there that you need. You know, I love how it also forces attorneys to be organized because if you're doing a Zoom trial, you have to have all your exhibits ready and sent to the court reporter or to the judge. And so there's none of this like last minute, like, aha, because contrary (laughs) to like what TV shows in real life, you're not supposed to do surprise evidence. It's actually illegal. It's not a part of um, the civil practice rules and procedure. So my cousin and Vinny so, is not accurate. No, not at oh, all. Not supposed totally to bust that. in. No, no. They showed us that in law school to learn how to voir dire an expert witness. Yeah. When yeah. he does Marissa Tomei on yeah. there about like, you know, what's your expertise and all that. We literally saw that in evidence class in law school. Oh my God. <laughs> but if I, I think, was defending somebody, it would just, like, my notes would say surprise witness after surprise witness <laughs> after surprise. That's all it would do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they would, Justin. I, but I just think... <laughs> And so I I hate to sound so cynical, but like doing family law is so, I mean, I love it. You guys know I love what I do, but it also can be exhausting. And I'm like 
more energized by doing it on Zoom because it just doesn't put that personal space pressure on top of me in terms of you know having to manage my client, manage the trial, manage what the judge is doing. I, I'm more focused. So I love it. And I do agree with Mindy. There are obviously some problems you know that need to be worked out. But I hope that even throughout the end of the pandemic, I mean, I hope the judges will continue to use it. We don't have to drive down to Fulton or DeKalb right now. I mean, I love not sitting in traffic. I think the time and money it's saving our There's clients. a lot of time wasted for sure. Yeah, it's, and it's saving everybody time and money. And especially for some of our clients, you know, I would love it if all my clients were gazillionaires, but like my normal middle income clients, they can't afford to continually go down to court, wait for their case to be called, miss work. And so with the Zoom trials, it's nice because then they can just log in when it's their turn and they're not having to miss days and days of work. So, you know, overall, I'm like a huge fan of it. But I'm also, the quantifier there is I'm a little bit of a hermit. So that's, you know, that's my thing. Like I like not having people in my space all the time. So does anybody ever do a, a, a virtual background? Because that would be kind of funny. The judges. From jail, the judges like do that. The judges always have the American flag and the oh. Georgia flag background. But yeah, we had. Not um, like the bat cave. What? <laughs> no, we had a, a, the, um, I think it was the Stonewall Bar Association forum during the race that one guy who's a friend of mine as well, he was at Kilpatrick with me, had Turner Field up in the background. And so he gets called away like one of his kids. And so one of the candidates says, well, he's clearly at a baseball game. Yeah. Like, he can't answer, ask a question right now. But that was about the funniest one. Other than that, people do the a, palm trees. I was going to say, I had a party on a mediation and they had that weird space galactic thing behind them. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so because it was so like do we say something do we just leave it like it's so weird but have you ever yeah. done the thing where somebody walks out of the camera and then you take a screenshot of their background and then you use that as yours and then they come back to like what are you in my house <laughs> like, oh it's so much fun yeah and then everybody on the call could do the same thing it, it cuts the tension if you're like you're you guys are not gonna get that corvette you know and you're like okay let me go change my background <laughs> You get the Yugo. Yeah, yeah, you get the... One of you has to get the RV. <laughs> so so families are fed up with each other <laughs> in general, and now they're going to have to like put it off for a little bit longer. Well, and part of the problem, and kind of one of the things I agree with Eileen, especially client management, has been really nice to be able to say to my clients, like, of course, your divorce is the most important thing in the world, but the judge doesn't see it that way right now. So you're just going to have to wait. But the problem is, is... Here are the two things that I think I've seen the most issues with with families during this pandemic. Number one, child support. You lose your job. What do you do? Yeah. Like you can't pay. And I've done some some Facebook Live thingies about this. Um, videos. I don't know what they are. Oh, sure, we'll call it that. Um, but the fact that you've got to ask for, if you do lose your job, you've got to ask for help from the court, even though the courts aren't open, because the courts can backdate it to when you actually file. know when it happened. Yeah. Exactly, a modification. What people's tendency is, and that's what I've told a number of my clients, if you owe, let's say, $1,000 in child support and you only have 500 send the 500 like, don't just disappear. Talk to your former spouse about it because that child still needs clothes and still needs food and still has to have a, a roof over their head. And then the second biggest issue we've had during this is especially during the shelter in place, people refusing to bring the children because... Well, you want them to be in one house. I can see how that makes sense. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't. But if dad is doing the same, and I'm, I'm using dad just as an example because I'm looking at you guys, but if dad is 
following the same wearing a mask and only going to Publix and following the same rules, then why shouldn't he be able to see his children? And if you are going to do that, like I had a client who's medically fragile and she needed the kids to be with her constantly, well, offer some art. Don't just be like, uh-uh, no, I'm going to use this. And some people, unfortunately, are using it as a game or a leverage as, you know. I bet you see a lot of that in general. Unfortunately. But that's kind of one of those, well, at least offer FaceTime. Like, offer something where this, because it just hurts the kid. That she doesn't have, he doesn't have a relationship with dad or mom during this three-month time period. I think our kids are going through the most changes in general. I guess not any changes where they just sit at home and they don't get to see their friends and maybe not see their husband or their dad. I'm like breaking all the rules. I'm talking over everyone. Ah, But I wanted to tell you, I just on a... So Mindy and I actually (laughs) both do, we both do guardian ad litem work. So where we work in cases and represent the children. And it's funny you say that about the kids because I just had a call with a therapist last week and what she was telling me is she's actually doing a lot of grief counseling with children right now because they're so depressed and affected by the coronavirus and the pandemic. They don't understand that They've they are. they depressed, yeah. Right, and they don't understand that it's okay for them to feel lost for not being able to go to summer camps or not being able to play on their soccer teams or you know not being able to do their drama programs. I'm kind of thinking of inside stuff. And so I thought that was so profound and it kind of gave me pause because even though um, Mindy's been doing family law what for 13 14 years and I've been doing it 17 and I think we are both and especially um, Mindy Mindy's a great advocate for children uh, and there's a reason why I say that because I you know we you're we, not we, a great advocate we call <laughs> We caught one. Well, hate them. Gonna, yeah, <laughs> we hate to go. No, because I, you know, Mindy and I call each other frequently with 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 ideas and things, and it's always good to have someone to bounce off ideas with. But the bottom line is, is we don't sometimes remember, like, okay, they're children. The pandemic's hard, but we're not thinking about the layers. And so I think that's been significant. And I think the psychological and emotional effects on the children and on adults um, has been really difficult. And then I also think on a more global scale, um, because I think I'm like the socialist right now in this group, is thinking about how it's really affecting people who are low income and who don't have the ability to either separate from a spouse um, or they may be in an abusive relationship and they're just kind of trapped now. Whereas, you know, I know a lot of my clients and a lot of Mindy's clients are more upper middle class and they do have that ability to kind of physically either separate or figure out solutions that work. And so all of this is kind of going on in the background of this pandemic when practicing family law. And so it's not just the children and the clients, it's hard on the lawyers too, because I get a lot of calls from people right now. They're like, I can't afford a lawyer. I don't have a job. I don't want anywhere to go, but I need a divorce. And yeah. it's one of those things that get puts off too, probably. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's fortunate that here in DeKalb, at least, the clerk's office has very user friendly for we pro se is the term, which is by self, which means that you don't have a lawyer. I mean, the clerk's office has you can go on to the DeKalb County Superior Court clerk. Deborah DeBerry has just done a wonderful job. Um, but you can click on petition for divorce and it's like a fillable PDF. No kidding. So it gives you the options. I mean, I'm saying you should still hire us. But, um, <laughs> but no, you really can't. Somebody Hello, called family me. Law, human family That's law. right. <laughs> we'll, we'll put our web addresses up. But um, we'll fill out that form. 
popcorn for you real nice. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it takes me five minutes. But no, I t- somebody called me recently and I, he was kind of talking through his case and he's like, I want to hire you. And I was like, I'm going to be quite honest with you. I think you should do it yourself. It doesn't make sense to pay me $3,000 when no. you can go pay $200 to the clerk and fill out this form yourself. Now, I wouldn't do that if you have children or if you have a house or something like that. But these people were like living in an apartment. I'm like, you save that money. Like save that money for your future, whatever. Don't pay a lawyer when the clerk has made it affordable and easy to do. Matt, that could be a really good gift for your wife. Divorce her and then remarry her. Your right? sister? Yeah, like it'll only be $200 and then you get to spend money on like a nice, nice dinner. Get a and nice then, ring for yeah, the yeah. Get re-engaged. I mean, see, yeah. it's perfect. Uh, when you're saying that, she actually might be down for that. That's <laughs> That $200, $215 filing fee is going to go far in the college funds. Yeah. Let's hope so. Um, My kids are getting scholarships. But I think I think those are all, <laughs> I think those are all I, those are kind of components of what we're all dealing with. I do think it's not all 100% doom and gloom. And I do think Mindy pointed out something as well, that the judges in DeKalb um, have been trying very hard to kind of move things along, to try and help us you know, have access to them. And I think that that's been really important too. Agreed. I think the judges, and one of the nice kind of benefits of it, there is a certain judge who will not be named, who is never, if he has a, he or she has a calendar call at nine, he or she will take the bench about 10, 15. He's actually on time for these things. Like at nine o'clock, he is popped on, he is taking care of it. So that's nice as far as people don't, you don't have to travel and fight traffic and all that stuff. So that has been a a positive to it. And I really do hope that the Zoom, I will say that I'm not sure about custody trials on Zoom. They make me a little uneasy. I'm kind of with Eileen as far as it's nice to be prepared in advance because I am a lot, like I'm the chick who was writing the term paper at midnight. (laughs) Like that's just how I am, but it forces you to be more organized. Um, I do like that, but it is hard not to be able to see your witness and not be able to see the other parties. That part of it is is challenging. But I do hope that smaller things, discovery disputes is a great example, um, that it's something that you're arguing over who has to produce documents. The judge can hop on the Zoom and take care of that in five minutes. Nobody has to travel to the courthouse. Nobody has to take a day off work. Nobody has to pay their lawyer $375 an hour to sit there for three hours. Is it harder to read people over Zoom? Yes. Like face-to-face? You're got, you guys are probably pretty good at that. Like, is there a certain Zoom... I mean, attorneys I that know. are like, oh, I know you, my Zoom people. Matt, people cannot hide their crazy. Yeah. Mona <laughs> and I have had to take a couple of depositions and done some hearings over Zoom, and it was quite clear that the other party, like, had some other stuff going on. Yeah. Like, I did not need to be sitting in a courtroom with them to ha- know that the judge understood. Well, I've gotten really good at having my phone exactly the right place to text while I'm on Zoom oh, that yeah. people can't tell you that you're texting. Leaving your beer right out of exactly. <laughs> screen. Wine. Only wine. Oh, sorry. Um, but yes, no, exactly. Just right at the right angle. And my favorite is when like the kids or my husband walk behind me when I'm in. I actually put a note on our door that said, Mom is in trial. Do not enter. <laughs> trial. <laughs> That's exactly, which is what it was true. I was in a nine hour long trial. We had a trial. Um, we had a hearing in a, a discovery dispute. And one of the forensic accountants, um, Steve with AIG or IAG, I always get it backwards. He was he was on the call on the video call, and all of a sudden, in the middle of the like the person's testifying, all of a sudden, this big giant cat comes and sits right behind him, and he's like, meow, meow. I mean, it was so crazy. I was just, 
You know, and when, he's like, don't mind Mr. Nibbles. He's all right. Right. <laughs> and when Mindy and I had a telephone hearing back in March, which is first all, happened, it was like March. 18th. And it's an open case. So we're not going into yes. any details. Nope. That one's wild. But I will say there were lots of times where, because I was on the phone, it wasn't even Zoom. I just put it on pause. You know, I'd go to the bathroom. I'd get like coffee. I was just like, I loved that. The phone conference hearing. And it was a six hour hearing. So I like that freedom. I was like, I went and got my nails done. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, just getting a pedicure. Came to the pool. <laughs> right. Well, in, in most Zoom calls, or somebody's doing it on their computer, but you can also do it on your phone. So every once in a while, someone's just walking around. They'll go to the bed and go like this. Wait, could we watch these trials? Because you can go in any courtroom, right? Yes. And then, so they're all, all the judges have YouTube channels. So if you go like DeKalb County Superior Court and select like Judge Hydrick, it gives you a link to her YouTube. So I can make like a Zoom legal like comedy drama, a comment. What's it? What are those called? A drama? Zoom fails. Well, <laughs> I mean, like that's yeah. exactly what it would be. I, but you know, I used to pre-corona, I used to watch um, like video. I think it's video arraignments. Like mm-hmm. when the when the guys go up and then they say basically the judge is like, you're gonna have to be in jail this weekend or you can bail out or whatever. I think they set the bail, right? Right. But, but a lot of those are just they crank them out via video. You know, yep. they don't take them out of the jail, right? Am I right? Are you yeah. watching yeah. this as a hobby? Well, no. Somebody <laughs> was was doing it. You know what Periscope is? You can like yeah. live chat. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh my God, it's the funniest thing in the world because you know. People would just be commenting like, oh, I'm going to send it to you to one week's worth of work. You know, I'd be like, no! You, know, like, no, you can okay. absolutely watch all this stuff. You yeah. can, but you have to Which be is... careful because whoever is periscoping, that's probably not within the bounds of Legal? the law. Because yeah, you're legal. not supposed to record it or, you know, save it. It's just there. They put them up and they play them while you're in the process and then they stop the video. So it's a live it's a live feed. Yeah, but some of the judges have them saved. I know, some of the judges- I spent a long time one yes. night just being like, let me, oh look, there's Sally, it's calendar call. <laughs> Who else is on this thing? She yeah. is so good at putting them in their place. I know, like look at that. <laughs> She's gonna need two weeks for discovery, I don't think so, Sally. I mean, that's basically what it is. But yeah, it's all out there on YouTube. Yeah, a lot of times you can see the other prisoners in the background, you're just like, I'm waiting for this guy to come up. I can't wait to see, you know, like his pants are half down. Like, like wonder what he did. Yeah. So what's something that Dunwoody parents can, can learn from this episode? Well, I mean, first of all, co-parent, get along with your ex for whatever reason. As I tell people, you, you're you the one who chose to have children with this people, this person, for whatever reason, you've got to figure it out. Um, one of the things I really like to tell clients who get a little off the rails is, do you want to pay for your children to go to private school or my children? Because you need to decide that right now. Yeah. Um, it's true, though, because they get so... I had one guy who absolutely insisted that I file a motion because his $40 raincoat didn't get returned by his ex-wife. I was like, you understand $5,000 to file this stupid thing or $40. I will go buy you a new raincoat. Yeah. Like, let's let's call this a day. He absolutely insisted. Do you see a lot of spitefulness though? or Unfortunately, trying yes. Trying to stick it to him. I think we found less of that during the, the pandemic, except ex- the shelter in place order was very difficult just because people would use that as a weapon. Like, I'm not bringing the kids, not because really they were concerned about coronavirus, but because they were using it as a weapon. And there was no precedent set for any of that. Well, yeah. and there they, was judged, no... but they issued the order that was like, don't do it. Well, then, but uh, the governor, actually, that's one place Governor Kemp gave guidance finally and said, said, if you have a court order in place, you need to follow it. And that came not from Chief Justice Melton. That actually came from Governor Kemp. Um, 
so that was kind of it. But I think since then, people are getting along better because of this pandemic. I have one horrible contempt case um, in a county I won't mention, but where the the husband regularly calls the ex-wife like horrible names in front of the two young children. Um, just doesn't bother him at all. He's really calmed down during this because you have to work together. Yeah. Right? What happens if school doesn't open? I mean, what ha- yeah. Decatur still hasn't made a, I'm in city of Decatur, they still haven't made a call what they're doing. Yeah, we had that issue yesterday in one of our mediations. And I think, but the other thing is, Mona and I always say that we don't, we always get the better client. And it sounds like I'm making a joke, but I'm not. Because people get like-minded attorneys. I probably have talked about this before. And, you know, Mona and I are practical, you know, we like to do things efficiently. We like to try and help people get through things quickly, you know, not keep them tied up forever. And so we tend to get clients that are like that. And then it's the other spouse, that's what we're seeing. You know, the other spouse may not be in a place where they're understanding or they even care that, you know, there's a lot of people that would just rather burn the whole house down. You know, if I can't have it, you can't have it kind of attitude. And I think the other thing is because people are coming, you know, it's an age old question, right? During the depression, uh, whatever, the 2008 recession, you know, were you guys seeing more contentious? Are you seeing more because of the pandemic? But it's also, in general, whether it's good times or bad, people just aren't coming to us and having to file something if they're getting along. Yeah. You know, And so there are plenty of people that are calling us that understand the ramifications of trying to do a contested action during this pandemic. They don't want to do that. You know, They want to work it out. They want to be together you know, and try and figure out, like what Mindy said, how to co-parent, how to maximize their um, income. If you only have one person working, like how's that going to work right now? And I think the people that, whether there's a pandemic or not, the people who just want to file over a $40 raincoat, they're going to do it, like whether it's now or never. And I think that's something that I've come to terms with, you know, in the time that I've practiced law. There's not really a way to fix those people. But there is more client control in like $40 raincoat guy. Like, like the judge isn't going to hear this. Like, I, if I file whatever kind of motion I file right now, there's a good chance it's not going to be heard before the end of the year. Because we, if Justice Melton completely lifts the judicial emergency on July 14th, um, then think about all the backlog we have. Think about all the cases that, you know, the judges have done, a, and they really have, DeKalb, Fulton, Cobb, they've done a great job, for the most part, trying to move things forward. But everything was stayed in that if somebody served discovery on my client, which is where you get to ask questions and ask for documents, there was no deadline. It doesn't start ticking again until the the order is lifted. So you gotta get those assistants all lined up. Yeah. Exactly. As much help as you can with real estate. I'm like overwhelmed right now. You I, walk into a haircut, you know, place and they're just like lines out the door because you know, nobody's been able to get their stuff like, done. Right. Yeah. I will say that my sweet hair people, because I was in the middle of the selection, came over and um, gave, gave me highlights and cut my hair on my deck, um, <laughs> like March 20th or so. And I was like, while you're here, why don't you cut the kids' hair in Kenny's? Yeah. <laughs> so they just took care of it. But I was very lucky with that. But it is amazing. Yeah. And just getting kind of how are we going to get ramped back up? And I think we're starting to ramp back up. We have some cases that people don't understand when you'd be like the court's closed like I, yeah not a lot i agree I and i think we've also you know i mona and i talk about all the time we feel very blessed that we've made it through you know knock on wood this difficult time because we do have friends that have had to you know either close their businesses or change right. their format or you know do things differently because um it's been hard and 
I think that's the other part of it is like the economic impact is so ongoing. And I think that um, we all just kind of have to support local business and continue to, you know, order order food at the restaurants. I'm not telling people they have to eat in, but that inevitably helps all of us. It helps, you know, real estate. It helps divorce. It helps with people when they're doing their pools. But like in order to do that, we have to kind of sustain on that level, too. Great. You got to think of it like tithing at a church. You know, you give 10 percent back or whatever that number is. Is that 10? Yeah. Just give it to the restaurants, you know, just go out and you, you get a little food and you get to give back. Well, we've been, the Pillow family has been very good about that, A, because I, Kenny does most of the cooking just because my life is insane. I sit on six boards of directors like an, a moron. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he does most of that. And we've been kind of very like at least once or twice a week we'll order something, either delivery or one of us will go pick it up. Um, especially once we found out the Mexican place had margaritas to go by the gallon. Yeah. I'm like, we're in Mexican every week. I'm like, <laughs> it really is by the half gallon. Those, those to go containers are insane. I know. What the heck? They put the ice in there. No, but we have yeah, no ice. Really, please. That's exactly right. Lime on the side. But, um, we've been trying very hard to do exactly that and to support our local businesses. And it is though, I mean, I, I don't consider myself like completely paranoid about this thing, but I'm not ready to go sit up in the Taco Mac. I mean, it's just not time yet for for our family. But, you know, we'll at least do a picnic. We actually drove um, this past weekend. We went to Blue Ridge to go to the drive-in movie theater because they were showing Smoking the Bandit Footloose, double feature. We were totally in. So we drove up there because you can... You can completely socially distant at a drive-in. Have you That's... been? Have you been to the Spring Cinnamon Tap House drive-in? No. Oh my gosh! Every week, it. yeah. They're Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Justin's I think Sundays. Justin's a hype man. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm their number one fan. I made a, a Facebook group, just at the unofficial like drive-in group because I'm I, I'm enamored with it. I love it. It is it's so neat. It's like it's a ta- and it's a tailgate scene beforehand. People are throwing footballs and mm-hmm. all their like lo- you know you take tailgate. everything you yeah, need yeah. so you don't have to go to concessions. And we've done the Starlight on Moreland, but they were only playing scary movies and mm. wasn't quite. <laughs> not that in <laughs> retrospect, Smoking like, the Bandit is quite scary to show two like, teenagers. Were they like playing Outbreak and like those yes. kind of movies? Like Contagion. 28 days later, it's like, <laughs> this is your future. That's so but funny. I think you have to find somewhere. I mean, we all have kids. You have to find some way to keep them entertained. Madeline's like, my 13 year old daughter is like, we're going to Six Flags. I'm like, no, we are not going to Six Flags. <laughs> <laughs> mind i don't want to go there when we're not in a pandemic yeah, yeah they but can't, especially now they can't be open six they months. are open are you serious you have to have reservations oh like Ooh. you have to go in and they have a certain number of people like every 30 minutes masks are required i mean i only looked this up for the lawyer reasons of why to convince her why we weren't going because i don't just want to pull the mom card yeah. of like no they're not I was open like, here's Wait. yeah exactly she's like actually uh, yeah they are they're, they're open as of today i'm like yeah it's not happening and then she texts me dad said he'd take me i was like uh can you put your father on the phone like, well there's all these opportunities if you have had covid that might be great you know like you could, you'd have the whole place to yourself I, my understanding is it was packed oh, i had a really? friend who drove by just drove by the parking lot and it looked like a normal summer day oh, that's well here's a yeah. So yeah here's an interesting legal question so like even here opening up the pool our board was worried about the 
being sued as a board member because nobody is insuring, for, you know, for COVID or whatever. They don't cover pandemics and everything. So then, like, who does it fall to if somebody's going to sue, right? I guess most likely they're going to sue the club, but then they could, in theory, sue the board of directors, right? Well, you've got the you've got the insurance for your board. Because my husband is actually president of Venetian Pool, which is a pool down in Decatur. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he is president this year. And of course I talked him into it because I was like, I can't, I don't have time for any more board of directors. Honey, this will be great. This is easy. It's good for business, whatever. I'm like, Hey, you're going to be the first president in the history of pool. who can't open the pool. Um, I'm like, congratulations. People are going to pools and things. They're in some ways, aren't they assuming the risk? I think I mean, that's, that's an what actual legal to. term. You're, yeah. They're assuming the risk. Don't and you so have like, people sign stuff? Isn't that part of it? Uh, yeah, to do a COVID waiver. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Venetian's actually a client of mine. I'm sure I know your husband. Yeah, you probably do. Um, but but no, I guess so. I, I, the way I understood it is, it, the, the, everyone has that like BOD insurance or whatever. But like that, even it doesn't cover the things like this. Like if somebody's like, I right. got COVID at the pool, but then like then you look at like Six Flags and you're like, well, how the hell are they opening up? You know. Right. Because that's what—that's the money someone's going to chase. It's not the pool money. That but that's what I'm saying. I don't know how you sustain a lawsuit against someone when you've got, got it but also when right. How do you prove that? And right. when you voluntarily are going, nobody's mandatory anyone go to Six Flags or mandatory anyone go to the pool. So I think that legally, I mean, I'm no. I'm no, uh, what's, I don't even know what it is called. What kind of liability? Of Thank you. I'm no liability insurance person. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> like, here for you, I'm just a simple caveman <laughs> lawyer, but, um, you know, I just think that, I don't know, you know, if you, if you choose to go there. I mean, I think it could, the real problem is, again, how do you prove where you got it? Right. Yeah. If you're the kind of person, like we're, our pool has like six foot blocks that you reserve as a family. They're called pods. Pods. Are Pla- they pods? Place of the day. Uh, I, I created that term. Look at that. Not kidding See, we have it. We go and we like, you have to reserve in advance. Like I asked Kenny this afternoon, I'm like, if it doesn't rain, can we go to the pool? And he's like, uh, you know, if there's an open slot, we can reserve it three hours in advance. And I'm like, oh, are you? this turned into an ad for you. Yes. <laughs> this, this, like, this, that's my software. I wrote all that. Really? Yeah. See, we use it all the time. And it's I'm great, like, right? you're the president. Why can't we just roll up in there? And that's not how it works. <laughs> um, so but you have now, to do it. I think people are used to that now. And I had somebody tell me yesterday, they're like, I hope this is like this next year. Like yes. where you can reserve so a spot. So much easier. Yep. Weekends we, should be that way. Yeah, well, we did yeah. that for Fourth of July already, mm-hmm. um, because Venetian does the famous canned wine and beer dive, where all the adults, you know, jump in the pool and get as much canned beer as possible. Oh my God, so good. you know what we did, but it really has worked well. I had no idea that was your system. And your parking lot is so small. I could see how only having twenty or thirty pods would really help you guys. You out. should see Venetian during a swim meet. Oh, I, I can't even it imagine. It is, because we have 200 and something swimmers, 220 or so, um, and then you add in another team, and they always ask, please Cars leave. are around the neighborhood. Uh, we have to hire Decatur Police oh, wow. to actually like direct traffic and to help people get across the street, because it's a huge street. It is an interesting, um, interesting time period. Gorgeous but, pool, though. Uh, around since 1938, created mm-hmm. by a few families. Yep. And, then they, and it's, it is wonderful. I mean, we were on the wait list for seven years. I got on the wait oh list when I was pregnant with Jackson. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, I mean, that's what a girlfriend, Jen Giles, a girlfriend of ours, is pregnant now. I'm like, you need to get on the Venetian list now. I'm like, who cares about daycare? Get on Venetian. Because it does. It takes so long. Because it's the only know, neighborhood I'm, pool I'm in Decatur. I'm personally on a campaign to try and find, because I live in a condo. Any of my friends that have homes in Dunwoody, I'm on a campaign to try and get somebody to just put a pool in their backyard. So This um, is basically like a backyard like, pool here. If any here. of my friends listen to this podcast and want to have a pool, I really, that's what I would like. 
Oh, that was sad, Eileen. I need a pool. I do need a pool. I do. Or just really a friend with a pool. Kind of like you don't want a beach house, but you want a friend with a beach house. Yeah. It's so much better. I mean, better. well, I wasn't going to throw but my mom. But you did mom. a great okay. job. Let that me back up. Since Matt said well. that was sad, I'm not going to throw my mom under the bus, but I am. My mother has the best backyard for a pool. And for years, my sister and I were like, Mommy, you need a pool in your backyard. <laughs> it has like the perfect slope and it's big and open. But, you know. You missed the COVID time, you know. I know. That's right. Everybody has outdoor pool. Who ever knew we'd all have like outdoor like pools, the the non in ground ones? Right. right. Yeah. I bet those sales are up. Hot tub sales are probably way up. Lumber. You know what? Lumber is completely out. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's yes. building decks. You know what you and... cannot buy? A bicycle. Oh, yeah. I have been trying to buy a bike because yeah, we're, right. yeah, they're they're sold out everywhere. You can't buy bicycles and you can't buy um, exercise equipment. Mm-mm. My yep. my sister and her husband were looking for a treadmill the other day, and it was like crazy. The guy we went to one store just to try them out, and happened to be with them, and he's like, "We have no more. We're sold out." And I was like, "What?" He's like, "There's no more ever." And I'm like, it "Was so crazy." Sasha well, wants a Peloton, and they're like, "Just come into the store and try one out." Oh wait, the stores aren't open, so um, I mean, you can order insane. one if you want. She's one like, of my crazy girlfriends called LA Fitness and was like, "I want to buy a treadmill for me." He's like, "We don't do that." She's like, "You don't have any people in there." Like. <laughs> You can make $3,000 selling me a treadmill. That's so crafty. I love that. Yeah, he said no and hung up. She was like, can I talk to your manager? He's like, I am the manager. (laughs) That is a a perfect segue. So um, in addition to my family law practice, um, being a wife of a high school teacher and two teenagers, I'm also running for Judge Seeliger's seat as he retires after 40 years on the bench in DeKalb County. Um, Judge Seeliger has had a storied career, but he is most known right now for just taking down the Confederate monument on the Decatur Square. So he ordered it was a public nuisance. And the pro- I sit on the DeKalb History Center Board of Directors, and we started this discussion three years ago. The problem is nobody would own it. DeKalb County is like, well, it's Decatur's. Decatur's like, it's DeKalb County's. So we could never... He's con- on his way out. He's like, screw it. I'm doing yeah, it Yeah, he's now. like, public nuisance, get it down by this date. <laughs> yeah. And they did it in the middle of the night, took it down, and it, I don't know where it went. It went to storage somewhere, and I don't know what's going to happen to all these monuments. But, you know... There's I, his legacy, though, right? That well, he's maybe also, it ends up in his backyard. <laughs> can you imagine? He's oh also God. he ran for judge, um, and I promise I'll talk about my own election. But I love this man. He ran for judge because the the judge who sentenced Martin Luther King to jail for traffic violations in DeKalb County treated African Americans so poorly in his courtroom that he said he went home and told his wife, "I'm running for judge," and he was the last person to beat an incumbent in DeKalb County. Oh, wow. And won that election, and then he was like, huh, do I want to be a judge? But 40 years later, he has been a champion for families. He 40 is years. Wow. 40 years he's been on the bench. Domestic he's, violence victims. Domestic violence, yes. I mean, he is very even-keeled, very, like, he will let you try your case, et cetera, but domestic violence, you don't want to be anywhere near Judge Seeliger. Yeah. He's wonderful. Judge Seeliger's Well, good luck filling those shoes. Wait, yes, thank you. Wait, I, mean, I, wanna, huge I shoes. want Mindy to talk, but I just well, want to say... Well, she has to win, though. we gotta, we got to make the point that wait, people need to go out and vote. but I need for y'all to all vote. understand and the listeners to understand, Judge Seeliger swore me in in a private ceremony. He's amazing. And Mona and I 150% support Mindy for judge because we support her because she's fantastic and she not only did family law, Mindy has experience in other areas of the law which i'll let her talk about but she's also because of her experience as a family lawyer it would be great to have a family lawyer on the bench in DeKalb because right now the judges i love them all they're wonderful but they all come from criminal backgrounds so it would be nice to just have one person 
on the bench. So I'm going to kick it over to Mindy. But so just, here are yeah. the statistics, just because I think it's so important to understand. We have 10 judges, not Judge Seeliger, of course, retiring. That leaves us with nine. Six of our judges have criminal law backgrounds. So they either are prosecutors or, defend, or defend, defendants. I did not say that. Cut that out. <laughs> Defense lawyers. But they're from criminal law background. We have three who are from civil law background. We have zero family law background. The case breakdown in 2019, 2,100 other civil, which is like breach of contract or personal injury, et cetera, 3,100 felony uh, criminal cases, 9,500 family law cases. Mm. And we don't have a family law judge on the bench. So that is really, I decided to run this campaign. I mean, a wonderful, I think probably caused the pandemic once I decided to run because <laughs> nobody knows how to campaign in a pandemic. You can't go door to door. You can't. I hate robocalls. I'm one of those people. I'm like, if you robocall me, I'm not voting for you out of principle. So I couldn't reach the voters that way. Mailers are really expensive. People, understandably, you. I'm not, I stopped asking people for money. Don't listen, Fred, my uh, campaign <laughs> manager. Um, I stopped asking people for money March 13th because of the fact that you're worried about your family. Yeah, and that's broke. where your, yeah, your $100 needs to go to your family. It doesn't need to go to a judicial campaign right now. Unless you'd like to give me money, then feel free. Um, <laughs> then, but, uh, go to Pillow for Judge. Uh, yeah, Pillow for, <laughs> for Judge. But yeah, so that's kind of where and just kind of learning how to campaign in a pandemic has been interesting. I, I have very much so, and I'll tell you one of the things that I've really liked along this journey, I have been Yolanda Parker um, Smith and I are in a runoff. She's a public defender. I met Aaron Chosmer, who's a business litigator. I met Judge Vince Crawford, who's the chief judge of juvenile court in DeKalb County, and Roderick Bridges, who I actually already knew, but he also is a, he does kind of criminal law and that kind of thing. I never would have met these people and spent as much time as I have with these people as I have through this process. And when does that vote? August 11th is the runoff. But make sure you check your polls. I think we're going to have the same issue we did in this last election, that polls are closing and nobody knows. And so if you can early vote or absentee, the Dunwoody Library is lovely. That is why where my husband Why would you not early vote? Right. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, yeah. I don't understand why people don't go early. Why? I don't there, know. There people were complaining just, about yeah. voting that day. I was like, well, you could have, you had weeks to go. do it. I mean, We voted at the Dunwoody Library. I mean, it was in and out, and then the gentleman was like looking at my driver's license, the older gentleman who was the poll worker, he's like, hey, are you the Mindy Pillar? I've seen this name before. Yes, I am. <laughs> As a matter of fact, sir. But it was. It was in and out. There was no line. We went on a Sunday afternoon, and so I would highly recommend Dunwoody, the voter registration down in Memorial. There were five locations for the first week, and then it expanded to eight locations for the second week. But just make sure you check the Secretary of State website or check the you know, there's a My Voter page for DeKalb that you can actually look up. And the only other thing I'll say, I swear to God, I'll shut up. Um, on the Republican ballot, the Superior Court race is the only race. So you Come have on, to- Come on, Republicans, get out and vote. I yes. never thought I'd say that. This is Eileen, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Come on, go, vote, and We vote. need you to get out and vote, Republicans. Uh, on the Democratic ballot, you're looking at the special election for sheriff, which is just a fascinating thing to me that we could have a different sheriff from August 12th until December 31st, because we already know Melody Maddox is the sheriff starting January 1st. Talk about just a strange. Oh, weird. Wait, break that down. Okay, so me. there's a so Melody Maddox has already won. Yeah, we had She's her on the won. show. Yeah, I love. So she did it for months. But the special election is pushed to a runoff. Oh. So Ruth, the truth stringer, um, and I still want to know how she got the truth on the, the ballot. Truth. Yeah, really. and, uh, Mindy, the truth pillow. 
Um, but Ruth, the truth, Stringer, and Melody are in a runoff for the special election. That is to fill out the rest of Sheriff Mann's term, which takes us till December 31st. So we could logistically have a different sheriff for three months if Melody doesn't win. And then Melody would take over January 1st. Crazy. I'm voting for Melody. Yes. I, I can't. I'm a judicial candidate, so we're nonpartisan and we can't, you know, we don't support anyone. Um, <laughs> And then there's the Super District 6 race, which is on the ballot, which is Ted Terry versus uh, Miriam Ahmad uh, for commissioner. And then there's the District 1 commissioner. And then there's one Board of Education race. That's it. So there's nothing huge. We all thought that Ossoff and Tomlinson would probably be in a runoff, which draws people. These are not huge races to draw people out. So we need to get out the vote big What's time. the Board of Education race for at this point? The different Board area. of Education. The non, the non, uh, Anna. District three. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah right, it's right. not. It's a different district. Yeah. Yes, because Anna and Andrew were the only two candidates. So you, if if there are more than two candidates, you have to get fifty percent plus one vote. There's no runoff. That's yet. what happened in our race. So that's basically it. But thank you so much for having us on. We yeah, really. Well, the coronavirus is such a huge topic in family law because the problem is, like everything else, there's no precedent. Nobody knew, like. When people call and say, what if I don't take the kid? I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. But without, I tell them, I was Try like, it. yeah. <laughs> I was like, court's going to reopen someday. And the judge ain't going to be happy if you're using the coronavirus not to let the child see the other parent. So I'm just yeah. telling you, that's I my advice. That. Goodbye. <laughs> that's right. Best of luck to you. All right. Well, good thanks luck. a lot, don't guys. This is lots of fun. Oh, that's good. Oh, my God.